Big Bengals win over the Seattle Seahawks going into the bye, keeping the season afloat. We've got plenty to talk about coming up next on Blue Collar Bengals. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Coming at you live here, Drew and I. Obviously, my backdrop's a little bit different than normal. I am still traveling on the road, but I'm dedicated to be here. How are we doing today, Drew? Live again from an undisclosed location. I don't know what the <laughs> hell this guy's got going on, but I'm hyped up, baby, because it is Victory Monday. Big win yesterday against the Seahawks. Getting things back to even before the bye. You're three and three, so coming out of the bye, it's like you're zero and zero, baby. It's all in front of you. Yeah, wonderful, awesome, awesome. The show's just way more fun to do when we win, dude. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, much, we... much more energy, much higher vibe. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, like, like I kept saying, a win is a win. We'll get into it, but a win is a win. Burrow said the same thing after the game. He said, I'm not going to apologize for a win. Yep, 100%. And why would he? No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. So, looking at the game, let's go ahead. Let's just jump right into it. All right? Let's go with the box score recap presented by Hooday. That's W-H-O-D-A-I.com for every piece of Bengals content you can imagine. AI stats. Um, if you need to know what to do before the game, if you're from out of town, you don't know where to hang out, you don't know where to park, go to WHODAI.com. You've got it all covered right there. We'll start, just like we always do, with Joey Burrow. And I'm not going to lie, the stat line lost me money. That was the leg of my parlay that I lost on. He went 24 completions, 35 attempts, 185 yards, an average of 5.3, and uh, two touchdowns, that one Pretty bad interception. Took three sacks for uh, a loss of 17 yards. Finished with a QBR of 36.5 and a rating of 88.4. So in this part of the box score breakdown, I will ask you, how concerned are you about Joe Burrow specifically as it stands? I'm not. I'm not concerned at all, dude. He's, uh, he's back. We said it. Okay, he's back. But things nag, right? You see him on the sideline uh, during the game. Uh, you definitely notice that he's got that machine on his leg. And uh, he's still working through it. You know what I mean? So, he's yeah, there's a fucking guy right there. Dude, Look. watch that guy, dude. <laughs> Who is he? Is he an op? He's is he the a, ops? He's got a fucking brown sweatshirt on. Yeah, he's getting in his car. Oh, no. We've got a brown <laughs> He's going to infiltrate. He is. Yeah, yeah. This is the show, people. Uh, you can blame me later for crap. <laughs> world uh with work but i'm not worried dude he's working through it like we're three and three going into the bye we did what we needed to do going into the bye uh, the interception you said ugly i i don't know i i mean fuck quarterbacks throw interceptions dude uh that's kind of where i'm at with that one um the second half we'll get into it it was a team offensive struggle i, I don't necessarily want to put the blame on burrow so what are your thoughts this is a great shout out. Awesome. Stay frosty. Yeah. Stay frosty, bingo. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> when it comes to the interception, I think that Burrow was thinking 
there was miscommunication because I, I he threw a back shoulder ball and Chase wasn't ready for it. It was just it came at a really bad time. Um, and Mark says that Seattle made great halftime adjustments, and they did because uh, the yep. Bengals were getting the ball to Chase in space. He was making guys miss, and that didn't really happen in the second half. Yeah. Um, and Tony says he has no worries for Burrow either. So I don't necessarily have any worries because it didn't show. I didn't see any signs that he was hurt. You know, I shout out Bet Jack had great seats to the game. Um, so I had a pretty good view of everything. And yeah, he didn't look hurt. He was he was extending plays. He was moving around. He was, you know, looking like himself. But the stat line just didn't come out good. But you're right. It was a it was a dud from the whole offense in the second half. I mean, 52 yards of total offense. Yeah. Is not going to get it done hardly ever, but it got it done on Sunday. Thank the Lord that it did. And we didn't see a big carryover from Jamar Chase. Now, he did go out there in a 7 Eleven chain that says always open. And I thought that was dope. Well, it was just a 7 Eleven logo. It didn't say yeah. that, but I thought that was cool as shit. Yeah. Um, but when you look at the receiving stats on the box score breakdown presented by Hooday, um, six catches, 80 yards. 13.3 average with a long of 31 for Jamar Chase. Six catches came on 13 targets, so they were still trying to get the ball to him. Um, Tyler Boyd had a decent game. Um, not big on the yardage, but seven catches, 38 yards. Got the touchdown there at the beginning. Um, seven targets on that. So seven targets, seven completions to Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon in the receiving game, three yard, uh, three receptions, 24 yards, average of eight with a long of 11. Uh, three catches on four targets for him. T. Higgins back playing with the rib fracture. Um, he looked like he was on a snap count at least early. Mm-hmm. Uh, three catches, 20 yards, 10-yard um, ten yard average, long of 11, and two catches on four targets. Now, Irv Smith Jr. finally got a catch. People are going to like that. Drew Sample got out wide, got a little bit. But let's talk about our guy. Yoshi, Andre Yoshivas, the rookie from Princeton, who looks like just maybe the nicest human being on the planet, only had one catch, only had three yards, but he got his first NFL touchdown on his birthday. And I thought that was very, very cool. I also thought it was cool when Burrow ran over to the refs to make sure that he got the ball to give to Yoshi. So Burrow spread the ball around, hit, you know, several different receivers, uh, just wasn't a ton of yardage. There wasn't any real big, deep shots down the field. Um, there was one to Higgins that got called back for an OPI that I think was bullshit. Um, so they scored 14 points in the first half. We thought that everything was rolling. I thought they were going to maybe pull away with it, and we came out in the second half, and the offense just didn't do hardly shit. But when you run the ball like this, that might be the case too because Mixon had 12 carries for only 38 yards. Chase Brown got one for four. Burrow ran twice for four yards. So the team finishes with 46 rushing yards. The longest carry of the day was five yards, and it's only 15 rushing attempts. I don't know how you feel about the lack of running the ball on Sunday. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was was like a tale of two games, the Cardinals. We were able to use Mixon, and it was awesome. He didn't break any records, but it looked great. Um, and then I don't know, sometimes it's like we play and it's like, what, why is he even out there? You know, it's just, I don't, I don't know what to do about the running game. Like we know it can exist, right. We've seen it, but it's, it's a little frustrating, you know, it's, it's frustrating that a complete game altogether can't happen. We won, we won. I'm not trying to be a downer here, but like, like it's kind of our MO sometimes, like we pick a half and we do great. 
And then the defense kind of has to come in and make sure our, our points stay on the board and their points don't, don't increase. You know what I mean? So I want a complete game. You know what I mean? Add another 30 rushing yards to Mixon. Uh, bring Chase over the century mark. Uh, Higgins is injured. That affects it. Uh, why, why is um, Evans not getting carries, right? Let's split the load maybe. There we bring go. Bring in a guy like him that people want more Chris Evans. There we go. He should be getting more carries, right? Like if, if we can't totally get it done with Mixon, like Mixon's still making some good plays. He had a couple drops that I'd like to ask him about, but uh, let's, let's spread the wealth, man. Maybe Evans comes in and, and defenses are like, Oh crap, we gotta, we gotta plan for this guy. You know? Well, uh, they, if go they, ahead, they, they did bring him in and uh, Trey's comment says dude should be a weapon in our passing game. And that is true because but a more. lot of the times that, that he's yeah. gotten into the game in passing situations, he's made plays. Um, but yeah, when I looked at when I saw the game and I kept watching the replays, I it's beautiful when you're at Paycor because you can watch the play. I can turn mm-hmm. around, look at the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. I, I don't fault Mixon for for the, no. the lack of success running because I saw no <laughs> holes for him. Or I saw the fact that there was a hole, and by the time he got there to try to hit it, one of our offensive linemen had fallen in it, so he's got to try to cut or he's got to try yeah. to jump. I just didn't see any running lanes for him either. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, if it sounded like I was blaming the mix, and I'm not. It's like if it isn't working, do something else. Do, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, use Evans in the passing game. Hopefully, I mean they tried to use Mixon in the passing game, and hopefully he can make those catches next time, right? Like, switch it up, right? And I I, I know they try, but it's just like sometimes it's frustrating that it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Trey follows up with a good point that the Chiefs utilize three running backs all game, and we really only use yeah. one. I mean, when yeah. when Travion comes in the game, everybody in the stadium knows that there's a 90% chance we're not running the ball. He says just need, yeah. need to play to each other's strengths, and right now Travion's strength is pass blocking, and that's about it. And that's not a knock on the guy. That's just the way that the season's gone. Um, yeah. And Frev – Brown comes in, and then you can read that. I and mean, we've got Brown in there too, Chase Brown, rookie. Like we've got – We've got guys that we can spread the load to, but got to run more for this offense to click. I agree. Yeah. Flat out. And I then agree. Tony uh, makes a good point. That's the short and the third and short. I can't talk today. It's been a hell of a Monday, folks. The short and third. The I messed it up again. Uh, Hold on. <clears throat> Yeah. The third and short run was abysmal. Everyone and their brother knew the ball was going to Mixon. Yeah, because the Bengals went under center for like the first time in the entire fucking season, and everybody in Paycor knew exactly what was happening. Everybody knew yep. what was coming. Um, yeah, and I mean, the Bengals go under center, they're running 99% of the time. That's been the trend for the last three years. We are absurdly capable of being an electric offense. We, we absolutely great. are. Lyle was a great run blocker and no P Ryan. So it'll take time. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Right. Maybe yeah. we're, we're adjusting. However, what week is it? Yeah. We, we just got through six. Who is the red? Who's the red Ranger? He says, Drew, drink some water. LMAO. What the fuck do I need to drink some water for? <laughs> I wasn't coughing. It was a fake cough. I don't, I don't need water. I was just handed a water by my there assistant. Um, uh, oh, you should shit. see the look I got for calling her my assistant. Yeah, you better. Um, I got I got ice cold orange dew right here. I drink it every game day. It's a tradition. I thought everything's fine. There's something wrong with my yeah. voice. What, what's going on here? But I don't. I, I got water now. Good. Hydrate. Hydrate or die. That's pretty. <laughs> funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. So, asking you shall receive, Red Ranger. This is a show for the people. Here we go. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> it's but the- we say, I feel like, regardless of a win or a lose, as you hydrate, I, I think a common theme is like, oh, we're capable. Oh, we're, we're capable. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's do it. Let's execute, you know? I love that we won. I'm not trying to take away from the win. This is the only negative part of the show for me, unless Drew says something else and I have to react to it. But come on, let's be electric. We can be electric. Yeah, we absolutely can. And we saw it. We saw some of that in the Cardinals game. It was yeah. the, the deep shot was there. So it was coming back. But maybe maybe Seattle's defense, you know, adjusted well, but they came in with the 30th ranked pass defense in the NFL. I was talking shit yeah. about it on Twitter all the time. And yeah. They played good, and does Jamal Adams being back make that big of a difference? I think maybe because he had himself a day. Yeah, but you've you've got to get more out of not Jamar Chase. And Devin Ruck makes a good point here, where he says we have to get something out of the tight end position, and we do, man. We are getting next to nothing from our tight ends, and. Mm-hmm. I was banging the table for a tight end in the draft. I really liked Michael Mayer. I really liked the Porter. I really liked Kincaid. All these guys, they went with Irv Smith, and I'm not knocking Irv. Irv. Irv's doing the best that he can out there, but we're not getting production out of anybody in the tight end room. It's not Irv. It's yeah. not Sample. It's not Wilcox. It's not. It has kind of been Hudson when he's gotten his shots. So yeah. there, there's there's one play that that I've, has been circulating that if it goes right, we're talking a different story about Irv where he's wide open and Joey had to check left instead of hitting him out on a route. But like at the same time, one play does not make an all-star. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what to do about the tight ends. And I said that was going to be the only negative part of the show I was talking about earlier, but here we are again. Right. I tweeted out to CJ Uzama today. I said, Hey bud, come play again. Like, I don't know. You got Willie, Willie Lutz hammering the table for Tanner Hudson, man. Let's do something. (laughs) Willie Lutz. Shout out Willie. He said that, Tanner Hudson makes or, or Irv Smith makes Tanner Hudson look like Gronk. I was like, oh God, what a tweet. But it was right. Yeah. 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 Irv's I Irv's capable too. Like I, again, capable. We're capable. We're capable. All right, let's fucking do it. Tony wide Tapper, open. Irv had a wide open yeah. look third quarter pass protection broke down. And yeah, Orlando Brown Jr. went out. Um, you know, Cody Ford had to come in and play left tackle. Volson, there was a couple times where he just got abused. We've talked about him enough on here. He's just got to be better. Maybe they need to look to replace him. Um, and Jonah had a couple rough plays. Jonah had a solid day, but a couple bad plays and bad moments. Uh, there it went. That fucking 97 Monte Carlo with the fucking fart pipe on it. It's a different offensive line when Orlando is not out there. It truly is. Uh, he's a leader on the offensive line, and the left tackle is obviously the most crucial position. But you look at him, what was it, 28, 28 pass block snaps, zero pressures, zero sacks. And then and then in the second half, it's like, oh, shit, he's not there. Joey's getting touched. The offense is out of rhythm. Like as much as we say, I always pound the table and say the quarterback is the most position in, most important position in football. Left tackle, you know, it's got some wasps to do it. That's an important position too. So when you lose your stalwart left tackle, things start to break down a little bit. So we can look there too to see why some of the chaos occurred. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the comments in the chat. There's some about the defense. We're going to get to the defense in a minute. I'll try to get back to them. Um, Calm just, it down. Get there. Calm it down. Yeah, I just accidentally clicked one. Ben, I love you too. <laughs> I love you too, Aww. Ben. 
I believe that is, is that Ben Schram from Twitter because he's an electric factory. Um, and then what, what was photo? what was that photo? I, I, I don't. That's not Ben. Uh, that's not okay. That's not the man that I think that is. If that's the right Ben, uh, he does not look like this old man. But he's okay. He's a, he's an electric thought, dude on the old Twitter app. If you if you give him a follow, uh, we yeah. got a comment. Somebody's upset that you shaved your beard. Um, I yeah, I had to. I had to. I had the beard. When I was overseas, I'm back in the States now, uh, back on American soil, USA, USA, USA. Uh, and I had to look presentable for some meetings today. So I had to shave the beard. I apologize, folks. If I got to shave my beard to go to the meeting, I ain't going to it. But yeah. you're in a different world than I am. Yeah. Boy, yeah. We've confirmed that it is Ben Schramm. I'm going to put his Twitter up on here. Follow the guy. He's fucking electric. He's an Iowa fan, which is weird, but he's a big Bengals fan. Um, good good Twitter follow. Um, so. Part of me- Part of me wishes he was the old man, though, because I know we've made it over to Japan. Imagine if Blue Collar Bengals was making the nursing home circuit. Yeah, dude. There's so many nursing homes in our area. They're fucking everywhere. Imagine if we could get on those TVs. They don't have nothing to do. They don't. They could listen to us. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So, um, and then we've got a comment hating on Michigan man Brad <laughs> Robbins. Come on, man. He's a Michigan Ouch. guy. We got to. We got we got to show a little what's bit of your, love here. What's your cutoff point, though, Robbins? When do you go? Damn it! Maybe Michigan's not enough. I, well, yeah. I mean, there's punters on the market. Stop saying it's Drew Christman, though. It's not Drew Christman. We learned that last year. We yeah. learned last year that it's not Drew Christman. I'm trying to scroll up to get this goddamn comment off. I can't find it. What? The chat's showing so much love that I can't keep up with it. So we appreciate that. Um, yeah. I don't know, Brad. Brad, I just—he's not flipping the field. That's he's it. not. That's all. That's his comment. Yeah. I like Brad. I've talked to Brad a couple times. Uh, wonderful guy. I think he's capable. Um, he looks super cool, so he gets some points there. Uh, but gotta flip the field, friend. And a little bit more on the Michigan man thing. We do have to shout out Devin Ruck here. Jake Moody did let us down because he coulda put he coulda put the game away put the Browns down and helped us with our division race. And of course he didn't yep. Dude, the poor guy. His whole fucking family was there too. Dude. I saw a picture Brutal. on Twitter cause he's from Michigan. He went to Michigan. So his family made the trip to Cleveland and the poor guy just, just couldn't get it. Couldn't get it done. It was, it was like cousins and, and elderly and yeah. he, he, it was not like mom and dad, dude. He had the, the Thanksgiving table in the stands front row and he goes yeah. wide right. For the love of Christ, yeah. how do you do that? Oh, my God. So let's wrap up our box score breakdown presented by Huday with the fun stat of the day. Let's look at the Bengals' defense who came through in the biggest way possible. Logan Wilson, I'm rocking the 55 jersey. I put out an appreciation tweet for Logan Wilson. I wrote an appreciation article about Logan Wilson. This is a Logan Wilson household, and my man had 11 tackles, nine solo, a sack, two tackles for loss. And then Michigan man, Dax Hill, eight tackles, five solo. Um, Cam Taylor Britt, another birthday boy. The juice was flowing, seven tackles, seven solo, and a great diving interception of Geno Smith that actually got the Bengals the three points that ended up being the difference in the game. And then Cincinnati's own Sam Hubbard, seven tackles, four solo, a sack, a tackle for loss. Pratt, six tackles, five solo, one tackle for loss. Mike Hilton, five. 
Uh, five tackles, four solo, another pick of Geno to help us out. And then DJ Turner, Michigan man, four tackles, four solo. Um, I got some numbers on him. I didn't get a graphic made, but I will share them. They're very damn impressive. And then Trey Hendrickson, four tackles, three solo, a sack, three tackles for loss, totaling four sacks for the defense, 13 quarterback hits, seven passes defense. The Bengals defense had Seattle in the red zone. I believe it was four times in the fourth quarter. Four times in the fourth quarter, and they did not come away with a single point. Crucial sacks, crucial pressures, the defensive line and the defensive backs, the defense as a whole, just put the team on their back, steal in the spine, and brought the win home for us. And you got you got props again. Props. I I I gotta I gotta preach the word of juice. Can you give me a minute here to preach the word of juice, okay? CTB, Cam Taylor Britt, newly acquired cornerback. We've had him a year now. He comes in this season. His second, he's coming in, and he said, I'm going to have the season of a lifetime. And he continues to do so against the Seattle Seahawks, putting DK Metcalf, the six-foot, everything, 200 and everything pound, wide receiver on skates in shambles, a mental blender. It was embarrassing for DK embarrassing for DK Metcalf CTB locked it in turned the keys to the freaking ignition and took DK Metcalf to school cool as ice way cooler than my dumb ass wearing these shades that I bought for some reason CTB CB1 that's my is so good at football 29 he, looked so fine baby Woo! he had DK so pissed off that he got that that unnecessary roughness penalty for just shoving him after the play. And the cl- I, I posted the clip on Twitter. Like It didn't even look like Britt was touching him. I don't know if he was talking nope. shit maybe, but dude, DK was just getting clamped. He got pissed, shoved him. That first one where they took that shot down the sideline, and it looked I thought for sure from my seat it was going away from me in the stadium. I thought for sure Metcalf caught the ball, dude. And just at the last second, he gets his arm in there and rips that thing out, dude. He was so damn good. I'm buying a Cam Taylor Britt jersey, I decided, after yesterday. Yeah. 29, baby. It's got to be my next one. He had Metcalf in a mental blender. Metcalf is clearly mentally weak. Cam Taylor Britt, unbelievably mentally and physically strong. And he's, he's our physical corner, right? Oh, yeah. Geez. I don't know why I bought him, but I did. Fuck it. Look, there's going to be props. Get used to it. So, But CTB's our physical corner, right? So yeah. Put him, on, put him on the big physical receiver, right? He did his job. He got it done, too. Metcalf was in shambles. He had a couple, a couple nice catches, Metcalf. But other than that, Cam Taylor had him in a blender, dude. It was so good to see. And I'm telling you, man, I got a shout out when we were at the first star draft party together. Um, yeah, I found out that um, they were giving us complimentary beer, so I start, I start, I crushed a few beers that night, and then all Bounty. of a sudden, our guy Malik, DJ Turner gets picked. And Malik's like, get up here. Come talk about your guy. I'm like, shit, I'm about half boozed up, but I'm on my way. Don't worry. And I got to preach the good word of DJ Turner to thousands of people who are watching the the live broadcast of the draft show. And it has still been working. Listen to what Mm -hmm. we got with DJ Turner. This is per NFL Rookie Watch on Twitter. And um, I saw Ben comment. His first name is is Juan Drago. W U or J U A N D R A G O, no space. What a fucking badass name. I would go by that. 
Um, but it says DJ Turner has been shut down through six weeks, 144 coverage snaps, 14 targets, five receptions allowed for 43 yards, no touchdowns, two passes defense, a 42.4 passer rating allowed. And, Dur- and Turner has been facing wide receivers like DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins. And then it says the Bengals have found their quarter- cornerback one of the future. That's the part that I don't agree with because I think Cam Taylor Britt is the cornerback one of the future. And then Michigan man DJ Turner on the other side. It's fucking scary hours, baby. The cleanup crew volume two is here. We have a disgustingly underrated cornerback room. Yes. Disgustingly underrated. Cheeto is still there, mind you, who is, who's coming off of an injury and not having his, his number one year. But that guy still exists. Yeah. And we're talking about Cam Taylor Britt. And the rookie DJ Turner just stacking bodies left and right. There's a good chance Cheeto's not back next year. So um, I think getting DJ Turner some snaps to get that experience is going to be very important for this season. Um, But yeah, I mean, Cheeto's still coming back a little bit from everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but you got a body, you got a young body on a second rounder's contract that's here for the next four years at least that is just balling, man. So, yeah, the defensive back room is looking very, very good. Dax Hill, Michigan man. How many times am I going to say Michigan man this show? I don't know. Maybe they're the strength of our team. I don't, I can't help it. I know. <laughs> Dax Hill has not been Jesse Bates level by any no. means, but he has been damn good, and we haven't seen this gigantic drop off from Jesse Bates to Dax Hill. The the defensive backfield's flying around. These guys are making plays. I'm ready for more Jordan battle. I said it two weeks ago. I'm saying it even more now. Nick Scott has too many issues, especially in the red zone that seemed to cost us because he had another penalty in the end zone um, yesterday. But man, there's so there's youth. I mean, Battle's a rookie, and he's been solid when he gets in. He's got some stuff to clean up, but he's he's getting better. Dax is young. Cam Taylor Britt's young. DJ Turner's young. I mean, there is just young bodies out there that are going to set a foundation for this defensive backfield that's going to go on for years. And some of those sacks that you saw yesterday, Geno had time. There was just nowhere to go with the ball. They were coverage sacks, and then the, the defensive line got home. I was so impressed with that defensive back room last night that I could talk about it for another half hour. But shout out to the Michigan men holding it down. Back to you. Yeah. We do. It is. I'm going to, I'm done. I hate Michigan, man. Throw it away. Throw it away. Done with it. Like, you get oh, it? No. You get the brag? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not going anywhere. But I'm not even a Buckeye, but it is what it is. The DBs, though. You're right, dude. The youth, this infusion of youth that is flashing and actually showing talent because they're getting on the field. Oh, my God. I, it's it's going to be good for years to come back there. It really is. It'll be great. Lou's getting things right. We've had our questions about Lou, um, but things are getting right. Seattle came in as a damn good running team with Kenneth Walker and uh, former Michigan man, Zach Charbonnet. Um, He doesn't really Mm -hmm. count, though. He had a really good freshman year. Then he went to UCLA, so nobody could ever see him play again. And now he's doing pretty well in the league. But they shut down the running defense pretty well. I thought maybe they'd run all over us. Um, And then, you know, obviously the pressure and the coverage, everything was good. Um, and yeah. Frav makes a good point. Jordan Battle tackles with violence, and that is much needed because Yash here says that Scott misses tackles. There have been a lot of, of tackles being missed that have been hurting this team all year, and we can't we can't keep having that happen. And I'm not going to say that today, though, because I don't give a shit, because the defense is the reason that the Bengals won this game. 
this is 100 percent ben's ben's pushing the iowa agenda so we've confirmed that's ben schramm um, Bengals would love an Iowa tight end just saying. He was really, really pushing the Sam Laporta agenda on me last year, and he was yeah. right because Sam Laporta's balling. But, um, Good. Brock Bowers t- is going to drop down to 32 because he's injured. So we got to win the Super Bowl and then uh, draft tight end of the future. Brock Bowers is out six weeks, so that stock could trickle down to our level a little bit. So I can't say enough good things about I can't say enough good things about the game Logan Wilson had, the game Cam Taylor Britt had, the game that DJ Turner had, the game that Dax Hill had. We got another, we got some Dax Hill love coming down the line too. We've got something a little bit special where I may say some things that get us kicked off the internet. So, Bengals defense finding their groove. Offense still sputtering. We've got a bye week to kind of rest, reset, soak Burrow's calf in pure Ohio breast milk and just get things, you know, back to running because we've got a tough one coming off the bye when we go out to San Francisco. And while I'm on that subject, I don't mean to rant. Um, The watch party that we announced on the last show, it is fucked, okay? The slapping (laughs) lizard, their whole kitchen staff quit. They slapped the lizard, and they all left. So as of right now, I don't think it's happening there. We're working behind the scenes to see what else we can do. I apologize yeah. for announcing it. I apologize for getting everybody all hyped up. And then I get a call like there's nobody to cook the food and shit right now. So things might be going a little rough at the lizard right now. So we're going to try to see if we can finagle and maybe get something going somewhere else. So stay tuned for that. Sorry about that. A show business, baby. Yeah, look out for that Bay Ravens game. Maybe we got something planned for that time. Watch Sir Boy's here. <laughs> Sir Boy somehow watches every Cincinnati sports show ever made. Guy's a fucking legend. I love that guy. Clone. He's cloning himself. <laughs> Dude, he's everywhere. <laughs> um, and Mark Fetters wants to say Sam Hubbard had a good game. Mark, I see yeah. the Ohio State picture. He absolutely had a good game. Cincinnati's own, baby. I love Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard may be my favorite Buckeye ever. Once they put yeah. the stripes on their helmet, I don't give a shit where they went to college. Can they help the Bengals win? And Sam Hubbard yep. 100% can. So he might be the favorite, my favorite Buckeye ever. He gave us the fumble in the jungle, for Christ's sake. Love love Sam Hubbard. Stay away from our wives. That's my only Sam Hubbard comment. You know, I Thanks. asked her about that one day, and she's like, I don't see it. All the women love Sam Hubbard. She's like, I don't really see it. Has she seen him in person? Probably not. Maybe we should <laughs> keep it that way. Yep, but. keep it that way. <laughs> she's she's got her heart set on Logan Wilson. I'm pretty sure, not not yeah, set on him because we love his wife. Also, Morgan is phenomenal. She's been very yeah. good to our family. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah the, but I'm telling you, when we went to that Logan Wilson softball game in Dayton, did you go to that? No, I was out of freaking town. So oh. yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Sam Hubbard came up to bat, and every woman in that place lost their shit every time they said Sam Hubbard's name. It was pretty wild. He's he's just Mr. Steal Your Girl. It's it's unbelievable. He's got competition though. You see Yoshibas getting some shine here. We they they really gotta cool it. The Bengals gotta cool it with drafting uh drafting these GQ models uh because they're making it hard for the average guy. Oh man, my kids in their piss. I don't know if you guys can hear that. He is in there mad as hell, it sounds like. Uh Sir Boy wishes he had a brick wall like me. I'm gonna be honest with you, Sir Boy. It's uh, vinyl or some shit that I bought it from Amazon. You can uh, run through it. I, I could. Yeah, I absolutely could. 
Um, so moving on from everything, that was the first time I met Drew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sir Boy did meet me at the softball game. That was the first time. Um, Beautiful. She has chimed in. Sam ain't it. Get her out. From the source. Sam ain't it. Sorry. You're done. All right. Before we get off the rails, we're at the 32-minute mark. Things usually go to shit about 45, so we've got about 13 minutes to cram in some good content before things start going to shit. I think we need to get into our wallop of the week presented by the Cincy Hat. Now, I was down tailgating. Matt from the Cincy Hat, I identify him as the brains of the operation. Ted Karras is the inspiration. Ted Karras is the name that gets it out there. But Matt runs the show. The guy works his ass off and does a phenomenal job. He walked up to the tailgate, and I introduced him to the people we were with as the brains behind the Cincy hat. I'm like, this guy kind of makes it go. Next thing I know, Matt is over there, whips out a bag of hats, and he's just wheeling and dealing, dude. People are mobbing him. He's just slanging hats right there at the tailgate, just popping off. The dude came ready. He was hustling. So with the wallop of the week, we're going to do a giveaway. Because the Cincy hats are great, but it's going to get a little bit chilly. My ears get cold sometimes. So we've got Cincy beanies, as you can see here on your screen. Got the uh, standard claw mark, the standard Cincy logo. They're coming in white and black. We're going to give away a two-pack to people who watch our show. And how you can win is going to be subscribing to our YouTube channel, which many of you in the chat have already done. And following the Cincy hat on Twitter. And we'll pick a winner on our Thursday show, which is normally the game preview show. So what the fuck are we going to talk about on Thursday? I don't know, man. We'll fix we'll, Do we plan ever? No, I didn't even think about it till just now. we got a game <laughs> preview show with no game. We'll figure something out. We'll cook something. We'll have a good discussion. Um, but we're going to pick the winner of that on that show. So again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Blue Collar Bengals. Follow the Cincy hat on Twitter. Just search it. You'll find it. And we'll pick a winner to get two of them, a white one and a black one. That way, when you get to these cold games, you can still look cool as hell. You can still support a great cause, but your ears will be warm. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yash says he needs a Cincy hat, but they don't ship to London. You know what, Yash? I have helped somebody circumvent international shipping laws for Bengals gear before. I just may do it again. You never know. I got to tell you what. You should move to America. I mean, you could do that. That that is true. Problem, that is an option. Apparently, solved. you can just get right in. Never mind. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Let's stick the football there, buddy. <laughs> oh shit. That's. <laughs> Fred says, "Beanie time." Let before I fucking go off the deep end and <laughs> piss off one side or the other with whatever I might say. Let's roll the wallop of the week, and we've got a lot to discuss afterwards. That's not going to work for Pete. Second and ten from the thirty-one. After the timeout, Smith the deep drop. Smith loads it up. Caught. Hit at the 11 on Bobo. Flags fly. Love it. I love it. Who's you that? said it best, man. You said it best. You got to tackle a guy named Bobo. Dak yeah. Hill coming, coming flying left of left of stage to eliminate him. And you see the flags happen. You saw him happen live. 
You saw me tweet about it probably. Not a penalty. Solid freaking hit. Lowered the shoulder. Made the contact. Eliminated his target. That's what I saw. That's why we put that in there as the wallop of the week brought to you by Cincy Hat. Superboy says Bobo, Bobo, whatever his fucking name is, got walloped, and he did. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, Tony. That wasn't Superboy. Um, okay. No matter who commented it, Bobo go night-night. What the fuck else is Dax Hill supposed to do in that situation? And sh- shout out to Goodberry, a buddy of ours. Very, very smart dude. He agreed with the call. He and I just had a difference of opinion on that. But I don't know what else he's supposed to do. He leads with his shoulder. He makes contact with his shoulder first. His helmet does hit Bobo's helmet or Bobo's helmet or whatever the fuck his name is. What else is Dax Hill supposed to do in real time other than hope he falls down so he can touch him down? I don't understand it. With how he was coming down and how Dax was coming in, I don't understand it. Maybe by the definition, it's the forcible contact to the head and neck area. Maybe it is a penalty by rule, but that rule is dog shit because I don't know what else he's going to do. I think that there has to be some sort of – the ref has to be able to see, was that intent? Was it intentional? Did he go to the head and neck area on purpose, or was he just making a football play? Because Kyle Hamilton got thrown out of the – Ravens and Tennessee game in London that morning because he lowered his fucking head and put the crown of his helmet into somebody's head. I get that. Dax made a football play. What else is he supposed to do? To me, to me, you got to prove it. You got to prove intent. You got to look at it. It's got to be reviewed every time. If a player lowers his shoulder to try to initiate contact with the shoulder pad and not use his head as a missile, as they put in the rule book, like, Dude, you can't call it. You can't throw the damn flag. A safety is supposed to kill people across the middle. A strong safety. They are supposed to kill people across the middle. If if Bing Bong catches the ball and, and isn't able to make a move and get out of the way, dude, you're going to be sitting six feet back from your cleats. You just got to understand that. Ask Tyler Boyd. He's played slot for us for how many years? He's gotten his freaking bell rung, dude. It's a part of being a receiver. And these referees, all three flags came out like like he'll pulled a fucking nine mil out and shot Bing Bong in the face. Like, no, dude, he made a hard hit. He made a football hit. One that shows like this, put in their wallop of the week, beast of the week segment, because it was a good hit. And Tony makes a comment here, and Tony, I love you to death. I like you a lot, man, but I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this comment. It's a player safety need- thing. The only way to keep people from doing it intentionally is to flag all of the hits like that. I don't agree with that because I feel like most of the time when it's intentional, you can see it. You know, like he was headhunting. Kyle Hamilton, he put his head down and led with the Different. top of his helmet. I felt like that was intent. Mm-hmm. And I understand totally. that. It's a, I know player safety, they want player safety, but they also want 18 games. They want them to play Thursday night football, which all the players fucking hate because they never get enough rest. So I don't like how much for player safety are you guys really? Um, I just, I, I, I don't, I just, I, I don't like it, man. I just, I, I, I can't, it's fucking football, dude. These guys are played millions of dollars to play football. I don't want any, I don't want anybody getting hurt. Neither of us do. No. Like, duh. Right. That's such a simple answer, but. If Dax doesn't come like a bat out of hell there and maybe tries to break down, that's how you get spun on. That's how you 
That's how the receiver has time to you. You, you know what I mean? Like, you make the hit, right? First of all, yeah. lowering shoulder, aiming, trying to dislodge the ball, all that stuff. Force creates chaos. And when a, when a DB can, can forcefully hit someone, there's a chance of that ball coming out. There's no chance of that spin happening. So uh, Bebop gets to go an extra five yards, <laughs> man. It's, you've got to stop the guy. you got to plant him. You do. I just I, I agree with the call. I, I am all for player safety. <laughs> you got me you got me on the trend. I'm never calling him by his name again. It's a different one every time. But you, you got to play football, dude. This is not cupcake powder puff JV football, dude. This is the NFL. This is the premier league of our sport. These men are giants. They are warriors in their craft. That position is designed to hit people. If guys can't play wide receiver and come across the middle and boo-boo can't handle it, then maybe boo-boo to take the ball and go home. You saw him though. He popped up. He said hi to his boys and he went on the sideline and he was good to hook. They tried to give him extra time and do that medical timeout, which again, all for player safety. You can you can drag me later. That was bullshit trying to give him extra time to breathe on that drive. The dude was good. If 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 he's laying on the ground and he can't move his fucking legs, okay, different story. Different story. But he was good, folks. He took the hit like a champ, and he came back. <laughs> Fred Films is big at killing the name. We've got Bing Bong. We've got Bebop. We've got Boo Boo. We've. <laughs> I don't know his first name, but Mr. Bobo, Bobo, you don't deserve this. Mr. But Be- it's fucking hilarious, so that's good yeah. internet, baby. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just don't agree with the call. Uh, we can. I'm not going to beat the dead horse here. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But I also want to see people get their ass kicked. Yeah, that's football. Sir Boy says JV's catching strays. <laughs> <laughs> and Devin Ruck makes a good point. He wants to know when Burrow's going to start getting some of the calls that Mahomes and Allen get. And there was a roughing call on DJ Reader yesterday, uh, also uh, because he drove through the quarterback or whatever. But you're playing Geno Smith. You're DJ Reader. There's an athleticism gap there. All right. Yeah. If you don't drive through the quarterback when you're going to make content yeah. contact, that's how they juke. That's how he spins. That's how he gets away. So DJ Reader does that and gets called for roughing. But earlier in the game, yeah. Burrow was legitimately going down after a ball was thrown and took a shoulder pad to the goddamn neck. Yeah. And nothing. Burrow doesn't get these calls. And there was a graphic posted that I guess he's middle of the road um, based on quarterbacks. Like, and he compared it. I can't remember who posted it, but he compared it to Mahomes. But Burrow also gets hit more than these guys. Yeah. So I think that if he, if Mahomes doesn't get hit as much, yeah, he's going to get less. You know, he's not going to get as many calls. Burrow gets hit way too damn much. That's yeah. an offensive line issue. But the fact of the matter is, he. The one time that I saw him actually bitch about not getting a call, it was completely justified, and it was in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs last year. But Geno Smith got that call, and Burrow didn't get one when he took a shoulder pad to the fucking neck? Yeah. Both the Dax Hill call and the Reader call were, were horseshit, and I, I let the world know about it. I mean, what is what the hell do you want guys like Reader to do? Freaking before the game, go on the Atkins diet, lose 50 pounds so they're, they're not as heavy – when they drive a tackle home and finish the job, like they've been taught to their entire football career. What the hell do you want them to do? He's, I, got, I don't. The announcer said, well, maybe they want to see them shift their weight, you know? So freeze time, 
DJ, I know you're listening because you guys listen to us. DJ, next time you make the tackle, snap your finger, freeze time, shift your body to the right so you land next to the quarterback all while you're playing football at 110 miles an hour because you're a fucking badass. Right? That's the solution. DJ Reader weighs 300 goddamn pounds. How is he supposed to shift his weight? Exactly. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And then we've got some comments about, you know, the one against Josh Allen last night. It was terrible. It was horrible. I didn't see but it. it. It was bad, dude. It was a bad roughing call. Right. Yash says that he's been coughing blood today, sleeping after this, hopefully not too long. Yash, shout out to you over there in England. I don't know... Um, what the cause of it is, but I hope the best for you, my friend, and I hope everything gets better for you. You need to go to, you need medical help. That's my advice to him. You, yeah, you, 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 yeah. you may need to do that. Seek like medical log, help. Log off of this now and go to the doctor. <laughs> well, he could leave it on while he was driving. Okay, good. Don't point. watch, just listen. Viewership. We need viewership. Yes, stay on. Serboy said he sent me some tweets. I'm going to have to see. I, I probably can't get him on the show because I'm not super skilled. But, um, oh, he sent him. Yeah, and this was actually a comment that he put up here that I was going to get into because I think it is a good um, good topic for us to discuss before we wrap things up. Okay. Um, Brian Callahan wants to add more under center and more play action to the game, to the game plan. Um, he said the Bengals may venture down the path of more under center offense to get to set up the run game and play action game. They were looking that in the offseason before Burrow's calf injury. I love play action. I think play action's great. I think Burrow has been pretty successful in play action. But my take is in order for play action to be successful, the other team has to think that you can at least attempt to run the ball. There has to be a threat to run the ball yep. before you can set up play action. So I love play action. I think Burrow does well in it. I think in the past when they've been able to execute it, it has worked well but you have to be able to run the ball first. So if setting up under center helps them establish the run more and opens up play action, I am all for it. Yeah, same. I totally agree. <clears throat> Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, you got to be able to run the ball in order to trick them. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, otherwise, it ain't going to work because they're just going to be taking up time and making long developing plays. That's all that will happen. Committing to the run more. Yep. Yeah, play action Play action without the other team thinking that you're going to run the ball is exactly that. It's extending the play. It's opening up more time for a defensive mm -hmm. lineman to break through and, and pressure, bro. Yeah, it's not – no free ads. Got to turn that label around. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's exactly that. So to that point, I think that more play action would be great. Um, I know that they've got the off week. They'll have a week to install things um, before – taking on a damn good Niners defense. I know that they got a little bit banged up yesterday against um, Cleveland. Um, I don't know about the oblique with McCaffrey. I think it was an ankle for Trent Williams, their stalwart left tackle, and then um, I think a shoulder for uh, Debo Samuel. So they did get a little bit banged up. They're on a short week playing on Thursday night football, mm -hmm. um, but they will have a longer week of about 10 days to, to rest up and get healthy before the Bengals. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, it'll um, – It'll be a different game without CMC or Debo Samuel. And I mean, it'll we'll, reckon I don't want anybody hurt, but God willing, we don't have to play against CMC. Holy crap. That would be great. Dude, he is a wizard. Yep. He is. He is an absolute wizard. He's, I mean, running the ball, catching the ball. <laughs> Sir boy. <laughs> see, look, we passed 45 minutes. Now it's going to shit. Sir boy says, <laughs> 
Burrow can be a better runner than Lamar. Come on, sir boy. We know that's not true. He's a better passer. Yeah. But he's not going to be a, a better runner. So, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, you want to add play action. You want to try to draw some plays up during the bye week and, and see what you can do. Then, yeah, I, I, would, I would be all for it. But what we have to remember as we close out this Victory Monday show is that it's Victory Monday. We won the football game. They beat a damn good Seattle team. Yep. Seattle's a playoff team as it stands right now. Seattle, I think they were three and one coming into the game because they'd already had their bye. Seattle's a damn good football team. The Bengals beat them in a game that quite literally saved their season. Burrow even said it after the game. He's like, there's a lot to get better at. There's a lot to clean up, but we got the win and it's a lot easier to clean things up if you get this win rather than dropping getting your fourth loss heading into the bye. And then Burrow said, I'll never apologize for a win. Yeah, totally agree. Unbelievable performance. There's going to be stuff to fix all year. Uh, We know what our issues are right now as of this season. They've been consistent issues. Let's see if they can take a long week and get right. Sweet, sweet victory, says Wedge Gordon. And I love how they play the SpongeBob sweet victory in Paycor after the game. I got to stand there and enjoy that because I'd like to wait on uh, the the traffic to die down. And Mark Fetter says, (laughs) I don't know if you know who this is or not. Oven's done. About to get dinner. Sir Boy looks a lot like Trace Fowler. That's pretty funny. Trace Fowler, shout out to him. He's the, like, Owner and brains behind Chatterbox Sports. They do a lot of great uh, Cincinnati uh, sports content themselves. Okay. Um, sweet, sweet victory. The Bengals got the win. Do you have any final thoughts before you get back to driving around whatever top secret area of the yeah. world you're in? No, my final thoughts are uh, a commitment to you and the, uh, the the listeners and watchers that uh, one day I'll do this show from uh, my actual home location and uh, not be gallivanting around the globe, but uh, actual final thoughts. I already said them. Let's, let's use this long week. Uh, Let's uh, install some things in the offense, get right defense, continue to do your thing. Uh, Lou keep cooking and uh, let's, let's go on a run here, baby. And I'll end that out with a who day. Who day. And I also want to say I, did my very best for the Bengals fan base on Sunday to bring attention to one Pat McAfee that the Bengals do not have to walk across a fucking highway. Um, I put the tweet out earlier. I thought that he was going to run it on the show. He ended up not running it, but our point was delivered. The world knows now we have kind of updated on everything. We'll slug some beer under the highway, but it's just a regular fucking street. Yeah. Mark says you're a secret assassin. We cannot confirm or deny. So before the feds cut us off, we're going to get, up out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Thursday. We don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, but we'll find something. Who day? Who day?